I am super excited to have you back for another episode of Red Receipt. It's a deep dive into the how and why of the brands we love and the creatives behind them. From blueprints to launch day, customers as community, and the detours in between. Big lessons and easy listening. Red Receipt is hosted by Antidote, the email and SMS marketing agency by people who hate boring email. We're excited to talk with Meredith Bayard, founder and creator of Nucifera. Nucifera is a plant-based, multi-purpose skincare line for the beauty minimalist. Since the start, Meredith has built a brand with a simpler way to care for your skin. For Meredith, her search for better standards came long before she broke into the BBC. As a former chef, she discovered that less really is more. We're excited to have her here with us and hope you enjoy the show. I always love to start out by just asking about your background and learning more about uh kind of what you did before launching the brand and what led you to launch the brand in general. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, my, my background, I mean, I, you know, how deep you want to go, but I, uh, I've always been enamored with plant-based food and became a vegetarian at a really young age and was just always kind of on that path, although definitely not to pursue it as a career you know, I went to college, thought I was going to be a lawyer. And in college, I got really into raw food. And um, it was really just by chance that, you know, I was digging deep on the internet and found a culinary school in Mendocino that was um, a raw food culinary school. And this was 2006. So um, raw food was having a moment at that time, but definitely not as many people knew about it as uh, as they do now. And I was just really passionate about it and basically went to sort of a vocational school to learn more about it. And I thought I was kind of crazy. I'm like, is this like, who am I going to meet there? What kind of people? And I really just found my community. I'm from South Carolina. So all, and I went to college in South Carolina. So, I mean, all of that was very fringe um, <laughs> and was really surprised you know, just two of my best friends to this day are from that culinary school called Living Light. And I just found, I guess it was sort of a testament now looking back to following my passion. And it put this, I guess, fire, this entrepreneurial like awakening for me. And I mean, I was only 22 or whatever, like fresh out of college. And I sort of saw, I'm like, oh, like I can sell cleanses. I can do this and that. And I can totally make money and like not go into debt for law school and, um, you know, start my own website. And it was a lot harder then than it is now. I mean, Facebook was around, but, you know, there wasn't the Squarespace and Instagram and Shopify and all of that. And I ended up staying in California. That's kind of pretty much how got I got to California. And um, ended up living in Napa and doing this like kind of raw food catering thing. And then I went on to work in the wine industry and all of that gave me a platform. I worked in the wine industry to, you know, actually make consistent money <laughs> and, and have, kind of have a real job. And that opened my eyes to that world, which I ended up studying. 
and sort of those two things together um, gave me the opportunity to um, end up working with a chef who was pretty well known in the raw food movement at the time. And I was given a lot of opportunity at a young age, ghost wrote cookbooks and, um, you know, with food styling and just doing like getting my hands into pretty much all food, all things, raw food and wine, basically. And um, ended up co-authoring several cookbooks and then uh, have my own cook. I have two cookbooks that are sort of my own, which is called Everyday Raw Detox and then Coconut Kitchen, which was the last cookbook I wrote, which is what sort of launched me on the path to Nusifera. Um, that book came out right around uh, the same time that I was going through some career shifts and changes and um, you know, all of this along the way. So I'm, you know, on this health food journey, but in my mid twenties, I started suffering from eczema really badly. And that, uh, you know, showed me how diet is so important. I mean, I knew obviously there was a connection to skin health and, um, you know, what you're, you're putting in your body, but I was living in New York. And even though I was sort of like in this health food world, I was definitely like, you know, drinking too much wine, eating too much bread, doing, you know, kind of stressed out and all the things. And that's where I became um, kind of connected to what I was putting in my body for skin health. And then also what I was putting on my body. Um, I, I had been, I've always had, I, I, I never was really that focused on skincare, I guess, because I didn't have really many issues until I woke up one day basically and started getting eczema and it got really bad. And I was diagnosed with psoriasis, um, on my head. And, um, that was where I started doing simultaneous to the work I was doing in food. I was doing this deep dive on using different plant-based oils and butters and essential oils and really learning about, um, skincare just through my own experimentation, you know, and at that time, there wasn't, I mean, there were definitely some brands out there that still exist, but it was not like green beauty is now at all. And um, there was nothing sexy or really that cool. It was all kind of still weird health food store stuff. And, you know, I had formulated the balm, which is Nucifera's first product pretty, pretty early on. Um, you know, it went through different variations and I would play around with essential oils and things. And, Anyways, um, kind of merging with writing my book, Coconut Kitchen, which was just a feature of all the things you can do with coconut and the versatility and that sort of multi-purpose ingredient and realizing that this, this balm that I was using for myself, it was something that I was using or even coconut oil itself, right? You have it in the kitchen, you take it, you put it on your hair, you use it on your face, body, use it to shave and just really how liberating it is not to have um, a bunch of products and, you know, having one thing that works in a lot of different ways. So it's kind of like this product that I was using for myself with that concept of multi-purpose is really how Nusifera, um was born. And um, it was my husband who would kind of gave me the idea of like, maybe, we, maybe we should package it and sell it. And kind of, like I said, I was going through this career shift and I never, 
I didn't set out to start a skincare brand, honestly. I, it was just something I started giving it to friends and I was here in LA by then and, you know, was giving it to friends who were pretty, and some of them now are very well-known in this wellness industry. And, um, I felt like they were good, you know, good testimonials and I, that they really genuinely liked the bomb. And that's what gave me the confidence to, um, to start selling it. And it's just grown from there. And, you know, for a long, we had one product for two years and then launched a myth and now we have a stick. So we only have three products, but kind of our tenant is to be multi or you know be multi-purpose and unisex and easy to use and just disrupt this idea that you need 70 different products in your bathroom because it's I mean it's my approach to food it's like very constipating to have all this crap in your cabinet um which is you know sort of parallels uh what we do to our bodies um with the foods that we eat too so um that's kind of how it started and yeah how did how did you originally start selling the product did you guys build a website and and start yeah, selling so online we, originally we did yeah so we um i had had it was kind of we launched in january of 2016 and that was when we put up the shopify website and my husband works in advertising so he did all our branding and you know, we did the photo shoots together and totally just like in the home grassroots. Um, and I was originally, I was making it, um, at home and we put up the website and I had had some press because of coconut kitchen that was still, um, that was still, you know, in the mix. Like I was still getting subtraction with all that. And so it was like, Oh, and then I launched a skincare product. So I did have some, momentum in the world just through coconut kitchen and i remember the first month we launched um we were literally on the table of the today show and i also had just found out i was pregnant and i i mean it was so you know such a small cottage brand and i'm like great we're gonna be on the today show how is this what like how is this gonna happen <laughs> anyways we're we're on the and i'm nauseous and exhausted and everything else and the um they do the piece and they're going through all the different brands and there we are on the table and then there she's like and we're out of time it was, it's like something out of like, I don't know, like out of the movies or something. And I was so, honestly, I was so relieved. I was like, thank God. <laughs> so we missed that. We missed that, um, that rush, uh, which is honestly was totally fine, but it was kind of funny. And um, yeah, so that was, that was it. And we had some great stockists in the beginning who continue to support us you know, Credo has been one of our stockists and Cat Beauty. Um, Anthropology was an early stockist of ours, which gave us a lot of exposure. Um, and I have until this last, uh, literally until 2020, because of COVID, I have made it myself um, in a commercial kitchen space with people who've helped me and I've trained them. And so everything, you know, was made by hand by me. And I really 
enjoyed it and it was, you know, therapeutic. Um, and we've done all the stability testing and all of, you know, kind of the, you know, in, in terms of like dialed in the formula and everything. Um, we did, we, you know, we've done all of that, but it was still a hand. I mean, it actually is still a handmade product. I'm just not physically doing it because really fortunate at the beginning of the year, I was getting my hair done because here we are in LA and I met a chemist from a really small lab um, here in the Valley. And I've been working with him on making the product and it's awesome because, um, you know, with COVID and everything, I didn't want to go make it myself and, you know, be exposed to people and everything. And, um, so that's, it's been super fortunate. Um, and so I, I worked with them on the stick, which is our newest product and that we just launched, um, it's totally package free and, um, in a cardboard, you know, in a cardboard container, it's biodegradable. So moving forward, just make, I mean, everything we do, we try to be as conscious as possible, really on all levels. I'm sure, you know, and see, like, there's just a lot of greenwashing going on out there. And green beauty has kind of gotten into the place that, into a similar place that, the, you know, this traditional cosmetic industry is in. Um which is so much and so much plastic and packaging and all this stuff. And it's really, really hard to navigate. I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there that are truly doing their best because it's, um, you know, it's a really complicated rabbit hole um, to try to have eco-friendly packaging that functions, that looks nice. And, you know, plastic definitely has the most variety in terms of look and functionality. And um, so I don't know. I mean, that's, that's kind of one of the things we're constantly trying to improve on um, with, you know, using as, as eco-friendly materials as possible. How, how has your business changed or have you had to kind of update the direction of things with with COVID outside of the manufacturing process? Um, you know, when it, when COVID first hit, I was really worried because, you know, I think for any business, uh, any small business, obviously direct to consumer is your ideal space um, because the margins, you know, are better and everything. And we've had a pretty good direct to consumer business, but I have definitely found it hard with, um, you know, social media and all of it. It's always changing. And I, I'm, um, you know, I'm not an expert. And I mean, I think people think News Affair is a lot bigger than it is. It's literally just me and my husband trying to figure out how to do it and to grow. Um, so, you know, make it like one of our goals has always been to have a strong direct to consumer base but covid hitting has forced us into i guess more overdrive with that and being consistent with content and putting out newsletters and we've seen a tremendous like uptick in direct to consumer sales just by communicating being better at communicating with our customers in that way and it's, it's you know we've known that it's been a weakness of ours um but COVID, yeah, COVID uh, has put that in 
forefront of necessity. And, you know, we do have a lot of great stockists and our wholesale business has been really good and been kind of our primary sales channel. Um, But it's flipped with COVID. Um, So I guess, you know, that's a good thing. Um, But, and, and we're doing better. You know, we truthfully are doing better this year than we have been doing because of online shopping and we do sell through Amazon which is a good thing you know I I don't know I get (laughs) conflicted about it but also you know we want to be accessible and there's an easy bubble to get in um, in this kind of wellness world in LA and think that people who are you know on your radar as being influencers are kind of what the mainstream is doing and uh, you know that's just not true I mean there's so many people out there who need access to good quality products and Amazon is definitely a way to facilitate that so we you know use them and yeah um, I guess that answers that question. (laughs) In terms of product development I know you said you're now working with a lab how how were you originally like sourcing all of the ingredients and everything and and even finding those originally uh, deep deep research it's something that has been um you know i was fortunate to have sort of already identified our essential oil supplier before we launched and i'm still using them and i feel really and they're a small distiller out of Santa Cruz and they I didn't feel like their product is amazing and the scent I it's what I don't um one of the things that people love about Nucifera is the smell and even if you make the combination that essential oil combination with using you know another supplier it's different um so I feel just like they're so great um using them and then you know as far as the different ingredients go, I mean, I get, I basically get every ingredient from a different supplier and it's just been research and vetting and testing and trying. And, you know, we're not big enough to import ingredients like cocoa butter or mango butter, um, but there are chains, you know, there are supplier, like suppliers who focus on these single ingredients who are from that area, like, for example, cocoa butter is from Goa, India, and so we get it from, uh, you know, from a, guy, a supplier who imports from Goa um, directly, and um, that's something that is, you know, I would love. I mean, ideally, in a po- post-COVID world, I want to go and travel to these places and see the processing and everything myself and like be able to feature that as part of our story because it is part of our story as far as being ingredient focused and then me just having a background in food and obviously it's a lot easier to get lettuce from a local grower um, or herbs or whatever you know whatever I do in the home kitchen is a little bit different than you know getting coconut oil or mango butter, borage, moringa, all of these, these oils. Um, but yeah, so it's just, you know, it's kind of an, uh, still an ongoing process because I do feel good about where we get everything now, but it is something that is, um, you know, it's a little bit like packaging. The bigger you get, the more leverage you have. Um, so that's 
that's kind of where where I'm at with it and just research and continue, you know, to continue to try to find the best. And being being that you guys are, uh, uh, or maybe I'm assuming this, being that you guys are a bootstrap business and that it's a small team working on the brand, how have you... Uh, how have you kind of managed your yourself and your own expectations to grow the business and found ways to to gain momentum? You know, I think one thing for me with the business, because I've this is maybe a little bit of a tangent, but I've become a mother at the same time as starting this business, which has been a huge life adjustment. And in the beginning, I was like, you know, part of me has always wondered how I got myself into being an entrepreneur because entrepreneurism right now is totally glamorized. Being like a boss mom that has your own business and all this kind of stuff is like cool. (laughs) And it isn't easy because it isn't predictable and there are moments of deep insecurity and uh, just feeling like you aren't, you know, you can so easily get in this rabbit hole of feeling like you're not doing enough um, and wanting to grow faster. I think my advice to people on all that is really, if you want to have a sustainable business that is healthy for you, you have to not put too much pressure on it. And that's part of the reason that, I mean, look, everybody comes to launching a brand from a different perspective. Some people do raise a lot of money and they put, you know, it's all the eggs in that business basket, right? And that's what we're doing. And we're going to grow super fast and we're going to get super big and that's what we're going to do. And that has never been the goal for Nusifera. Like it has been to be sustainable, a sustainable source of not only revenue, but just uh, creativity, putting something good out in the world and not putting so much pressure on it to, you know, I don't, pay the bills and, and do all of this and do all of this. And now, you know, we are seeing in COVID that has shifted for us because it is um, really our, it's a big deal for my family right now, like to make Nusifera work, <laughs> work for us. But I think part of the way I've managed expectations is just knowing that, knowing that starting something to, as a get rich quick thing just doesn't work. I've seen it many, many times in my life actually. And when you think you're going to have the, you know, billion dollar idea, that is not where it, that's, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess it works out for some people, but I don't find that to be that inspiring. And I think it's, it's how products get diluted, quality gets diluted, and it becomes this like sales scheme thing. Um, someone who, you know, I met actually, um, a long time ago um, was Roxanne Quimby, who's one of the founders of Burt's Bees. And like, that was never her goal. And even now with, you know, she's maybe a little controversial, but um, when I met her, you know, she's just not focused on money. I mean, I don't think she ever was. 
and then she was bought out at $500 million by Clorox or whatever. Um, and that just was never the goal. So I don't know. I think you get to the goal by being consistent and providing quality rather than trying to jump ahead too fast, I guess. And do you have, do you have any like daily practices that help you not, not put too much pressure on the business or not, not get wrapped up in the mindset of you're not doing enough? Yeah. I mean, for me, for me walking, I mean, as far as just something I try to do daily to give myself clarity, walking is what I do. Um, but I keep it pretty simple or just like going on bike rides and things like that. And a business, you know, I mean, I'm sure you know this. I know you've had your own business. A business is like life in a little package, right? You can sit there obsessing, looking at your Shopify app or whatever, like, oh my God, why are we having such a slow week? Oh my God, is this going to fail? Um, and then all of a sudden, like something just pops and you get in the flow again. And so, you know, we all have that flow in our, in our lives where we feel creative and on it and it's going super good. And then, you know, something happens and maybe you get a little off. And I think, I guess I'm old enough now to, to have that perspective that if I feel like I'm getting really frustrated in, in the weeds, um, it, you do come out of it. You just got to hang in there. So just keep, keep plugging along. Um, and, you know, I have, I've childhood experience and things that probably play into my ability to do that. I feel like, um, you gotta, you gotta stay, you gotta stay focused and stay clear and try to not get yourself in the weeds. You know, I'm kind of having a weeds week, to be honest with you. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, I don't know. But like, um, you know, there's just, a, that's probably also why we, I missed our call yesterday, um, <laughs> but it'll, it'll be okay. And we'll get out of it. And next week will be, you know, tomorrow's a new day kind of thing. So that's, I don't know, is, you know, is there's there, no clear answer. Are there, are there any lessons that you feel like you've learned now building the business that you wish you would have known in the beginning or that you would have given yourself advice on in the beginning? Now looking back, I think um, you know everything is a learning experience, and I don't. I definitely don't have any regrets. I mean, there's things that I want to do. You know, I'm like a 93% person. Like I was in school, right? I was never like miss stay up all night to make a hundred A plus. I was like 93%, and um, I've always been kind of balanced, I guess, because of that. You know, like. Like, I'm going to study, I'm going to make good grades, I'm going to do the thing, but I don't know if I will, like, take it to that next level. And I feel that COVID is putting, um, putting me in the position to absolutely take it to the next level. With that being said, like, you know, I'm saying that to myself now, right? Put your foot on the gas, do the thing, don't, you know, don't get afraid to go full throttle. Um, and looking back, I definitely had moments when my daughter was really young that I doubted myself being able to, to do it. 
and I would um, I would certainly go back to myself then and just be like, you are doing the right thing. You should be so grateful, um, so grateful too that my husband was like all in on me doing this as a career. I mean, so many women have their dream and their thing that they want to do and their husbands, I mean, not to be a cliche, but their husbands are like, you know, get a job. Like you want a paycheck. And my husband has totally seen me as the entrepreneurial one and has believed in that. And now I can see like, wow, such a, such a blessing to have that. Um, because yeah, because I don't know. It's it's definitely an opportunity. So I I guess I would have been less hard on myself or less fearful then. But I hung in there, and now I have. Now I'm probably more grateful for hanging in there than I would be if I didn't feel that way in the past. So I don't know. Um, it's all a learning experience, and I totally um, agree. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Do you do you have? Are you guys working on any new products or anything exciting coming up for the brand? over the next few months? I know probably a lot of plans have changed now with COVID. You know, we are, um, you know, we just launched this product, the stick, which I'm super excited about, which is um, using a lot of the similar ingredients in the balm, but it's a more f firm formula and it's super good, like for your lips and like as a spot treatment, um, really lightweight, easy to travel, easy, you know, lightweight for shipping and just, as eco as we possibly could go, which is feels really good. And so I'm kind of focused on um, selling that and getting people excited about it. And um, we are launching, I don't know if I'm going to say, but we are launching another product in the fall um, that I've been working on for a while. Um, and it's been, you know, I, everything I do, I make here at, at home for myself first do multiple versions, give it to friends, tweak it, play around. It sort of starts as like a kitchen project. And then I give a recipe to my formulator and then he, uh, you know, takes it and scales it, which is just so fun to be able to work with someone in that way. So um, that is what's coming up in the fall. And for me, um, you know, with the brand and then with what I'm you know, I have sort of my own personal brand, I guess, uh, with what I do with food. And um, it's sort of combining, some people know, I think some people, you know, make the connection between me and the brand, but doing more to sort of bring my, my food philosophy and just really my lifestyle philosophy into the brand, communicate that more, inspire people. I mean, all that's going on is such an opportunity to look into yourself and your health and what, I mean, there's, as I'm sure you know, and anybody who's listening to this knows, like, there's so much going on right now. It is a massive awakening shift. I don't know, like, <laughs> um, there's just, there's just a lot. And the way we've been doing things is definitely not working on a personal level, on an on a environmental level. Like it just isn't working, and we have to. I just think we have to simplify from all levels, really. But 
you know, we're just putting too much pressure on ourselves, on our environment, on our, on our family, on our families. And people are just, it's nothing is sustainable. Um, so kind of stripping it back. And I, I see a lot of positive of the time people have spent at home. And I know husbands and wives are like reconnecting again, or they're finding out that, you know, our partners or whatever, you know, they're finding out maybe this isn't working. I, I don't know. It's kind of like this great awakening for everyone. So um, for me with the brand, it's just, um, you know, in a way, keeping it personal, I guess, like keeping the communication personal so that people understand this is not some, I'm not, it's not some, it's not just a brand, like it's a family and um, we're trying to put something good in the world. And yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like everything is so complex now and everything's meant to be so big. Um, it's funny, like thinking about sustainability and uh, even the environment, it's like such a simple solution is making things smaller and doing less but yes it seems like no one wants to do that <laughs> no 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 they don't <laughs> well our motto is beauty simply and it doesn't just apply to skincare it's just in all it just can be translated into all aspects of life even appreciating things that are in front of you like a flower or whatever like stopping to smell the roses I mean I think because of social media we have this idea that we have to like do nine million things all the time in order to be happy and it, it's even with you know supplements and your diet and your routine and your this and that and travel and all of it and it's really exhausting <laughs> um, to to feel that way about your life you know um certainly you know i like doing stuff but it doesn't have to be that complicated yeah i i yeah. totally agree my my wife and i uh love your product we actually put the bomb on our 7 month old baby uh so oh nice yeah yeah we love the brand and product and super excited to see everything that you have coming up it was great to to meet you and get to talk to you for a bit and hopefully we can do a follow-up down the road absolutely